This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Happy Wednesday, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw, and this is a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret. Now, Secret Squad, you know that I grew up with a mother that was an amazing seamstress. She worked within her budget to create fabulous clothing for me and my sisters. Inspired by this, I wanted to have an episode about creating your own fashion looks. YouTuber and television host Orly Shani is an expert in this area. She provides styling hacks, do-it-yourself dupes, and super creative tips that you can try from your own home with no sewing knowledge needed. This is the secret to do-it-yourself fashion. I'm so thrilled that Orly is here today, and thank you, Orly, for being here. I'm so stoked. That was such a great intro. Oh, I love that. was that. amazing. I love that. But you know what? Everything I said is so true because I grew up really poor, but so happy that my mother had so much talent. Yeah. She could make anything out of just... She always shopped in the fabric store and picked up remnants. Yep. She could look at a photo in any magazine on the screen or whatever and make it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's a skill that I'm so grateful I have. And I'm completely, really, I'm self-taught. And so I think that that's actually why I think I'm, I'm good at DIY is because I don't really know the right way. Like, I'm not actually sure how it's supposed to be done. And so I have none of those rules in my mind. So I think that I'm able to look at something really it, through different eyes and uh -huh. just be like, well, how would one make such a thing, you know? And, oh, how fun. and then it's, it's helpful because it generally is a lot easier and, you know, you don't need to know how to sew or if you do, it's the basic skills. And so it's been, yeah, it's such a great creative expression and, and that, tool. And that sure. is why I've been so excited to have mm -hmm. you on Thank this you. podcast because I'm a very visual person. And of course, inherited that from my mother. I'm married to a man who has no vision, <laughs> absolutely no vision. It's like I can do something to the house when he's gone. He doesn't like, you know, construction or anything like that going on. And I can say, okay, look, what do you think? What am I looking at? Yeah. So he has, yep. and he'll be the first to say, all of his taste is in his mouth. He he has no <laughs> vision. That's great. <laughs> he can't think of how something should look. He'll just leave it up to me. Yeah. So I'm going to pat myself on the back or brag or whatever, but I have the vision. Absolutely. Inherited from you my mother. You can feel it in the space. Thank you. You know what I mean? And, yes. and that's, I think that's the thing is that whether it's our home or our closet, it really is supposed to be a representation of who we are. It's not supposed to look like anything or anyone or there's no, that's why like I don't care about trends or the clothes. Like it's exhausting to, to consume yourself with that. They should be opportunities to when you look at something where you're like, oh my God, that is so me. I'm so glad that's in. I'm so glad that's a trend. I'm so glad. And if you don't, ignore it because it really, it's supposed to represent who you are on the inside. And when you walk in this studio, I feel like I know you 10 times more than I did before I walked in. Oh, I love just it. because this is a little peek inside your brain, your personality, yes. your aesthetic, what makes you feel good. That's really all this stuff is supposed to be. Oh, is I'm that, so happy you know, you're saying that to the listener yeah. because it's so true. Yeah. And if you don't feel comfortable in something, then it's yeah. really not you. A hundred percent. Well, we all, we've all had that moment where, you know, 
we're wearing something that is definitely not us. Maybe a friend let us borrow something and is like, you look amazing. Oh my God, wear this dress. Look at you, borrow these heels. And you feel like a fool. You, you, you feel like you're in a costume and your shoulders get a little smaller and you definitely don't want to talk to anybody. And even though the clothes themselves are great and you probably from other people's perspective look great, you feel awful. And so it just doesn't matter. That's why it's really about understanding what your style is, and then finding ways to, that's why DIY is great. Once you yes. know what your style is, you can use it to personalize items that you buy anywhere, Target, the thrift store, whatever, and make them very you. That's easy. I mean, that's, that's so easy. true. Yeah. And DIY for everyone who just may not know, I said it even in the intro, it's do it yourself. And that is what is so important in this day and time. Everything is so expensive. And from my upbringing as not having a lot of money and having a mother who could, like I said, look at something and make it, that is just so important to be able to do that. And that's why I love that you're here and you're going to teach the listeners so much. But I call you the fashion DIY queen. Thank you. Because thank you, thank I you. follow you on all of the social channels and I love your imagination. You're just a visionary. So as I said in the intro, I have such an emotional attachment to DIY fashion because of my mother. And this is the same for you too, correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it really starts with my grandmother. She's an artist, incredible artist, born in the Ukraine, you know, moved here, um, married, uh, my, my mom's, my grandfather was from Germany and then my mom's whole family was raised here. And she's an incredible painter, Valentina Lambden, incredible oh. painter. And that is really, that has been her passion and her purpose, but she never quite got to the level business wise that allowed her to pursue, pursue that fully. And so she would, she worked always, always worked. And one of the things in addition to, to teaching art classes, which she still does, is uh, she would make costumes for the McCullum Theater. And she made all of the clothes for the kids, for my mom and her brothers and sisters when they were younger and taught my mom. And my mom knew how to knit and they worked in a cutting factory. And, you know, this has been art and my mom is a general contractor. So she is, in, you know, talk about vision and seeing things, seeing, imagining walls disappearing and knowing how it will work. So it's just really been in my family for a really long time. And so my grandmother had sewing machines and we used to go up to her house and do little like sewing workshops with her where she would like teach us stuff like that. And I remember one time at the, um, at her house, I had sewed through my finger, which has happened twice. And I remember her telling me, yeah, she's like, you're not a, you're not technically a sewer until you've sewn through your finger. Like high five, oh, like, you know, yes, done. Yeah. And I was like, well, there you go. Was it a singer sewing machine by any chance? You know what? I don't remember. I don't remember. Sewing machine, I can just see my mother's singer. Yeah. Sewing machine and, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that was really cool is my mom in her office in the house that we grew up in always had a regular sewing machine and a serger plugged in, threaded, ready to go. So there was very little like barrier to entry, very little obstacle in the way of, of exploration. I could go to Salvation Army on dollar days. I could buy a bag full of stuff for 10 bucks and then go upstairs and start experimenting. And some of what I made became my favorite things and some of them were trash. And I said, okay, well, it was a lesson and I, it was a dollar investment and I threw it away. And so the freedom that I got from that was amazing. And my mom, it was so funny. So one of the biggest parts of like, I kind of call it like style language. Like one of the biggest parts of my style language is original. I really, that's why I like DIY because I can make things one of a kind, but I really like to not look like anyone else, stand out, uh, be my own person. I, I and usually it. it's just elements, elements of what I'm wearing. And so during like high school and stuff, during dances and prom and all of that, like I wanted a dress that was in, 
you know, on trend, but that no one, I didn't want anyone else to have it. So we would go shopping and then in the dressing room, if there was a dress that I like or a part of a dress that like my mom would take out like newspapers and a marker and she would trace the shape of the neckline that I liked and the shape of the bottom that I liked. And then she would make me my dress. <gasps> my it, mother did the same yeah, thing. It's the coolest thing. Oh, it's my cool- mother would make patterns out of grocery sacks. Yep. Yep, it is the coolest thing. And I would walk into that prom like, what, what, what? <laughs> like, you know, it was just like no one else had it. No one else had it. It was such a cool thing. So yes, it all comes from from that, you know, that whole creative side. It was just, if it doesn't exist, it's makeable. Like that was just the way that I was sort of, the mentality that we had was like, well, yeah, sure, of course, you know, it doesn't exist. Well, let's just, what would the steps be to make it? Oh, I love Really that. cool. Oh, so because- lucky. I think it's so smart, too, that you went into the stores and you would try on Mm -hmm. and you would get to see, okay, this neckline looks good on me, but this waistline is too high or too Mm -hmm. low. This sleeve length looks good on me. And because we all need to do that, whether we're going to buy something in that store, whether we're going to buy the perfect dress, because I don't believe that that really even exists. No. Because you wouldn't believe the money I've had to pay sometimes to have something altered. Exactly. And it's so frustrating to love a dress and then you put it on and go, oh, this doesn't look at all like on me like it did on my friend or the yeah. woman that was standing there wearing it or or like it did on the mannequin. So to yeah. be able to sew mm-hmm. or make something that yeah. is the perfect dress for you because you did do that. You found the neckline, the yeah. sleeve, the skirt. And I think the, the cool lesson in it, at least, is that these are all different elements that are combined together in different ways to create a garment. And if you can sort of start to understand the elements that you like on yourself the most, you can figure out what to look for, what to avoid, what makes you feel good, what doesn't. Sometimes there'll be things that I know, like I know the shape of something that I really like on my waist, but Uh I know the length is always funky for me. So like, for example, it's like a a random thing, but I bought, I really love all the baggy jeans that are in. It reminds me of middle school. It's like my favorite. I really, really like it, but I am very, very straight. And so I want to create some shape. It makes me feel sexy. And that is one of the words that's very important to me. And so I'll get really, it'll be really tight on the waist. So I found these jeans that I loved. They were high-waisted, really tight with a wide leg. And they came at this like funky length. It was like, right at the right at the ankle not like high enough that you could see the ankle but not long enough that they touched the floor and it just made me look I'm only 54 it made me look short and look weird so I did and I just did this on my YouTube channel I did a whole DIY where I grabbed another pair of jeans that I thrifted and I literally just fabric glued them to the bottom and it became like a big patch at the bottom in a contrasting denim that's really very in and in stores right now. But really all it did is it took jeans that were funky that I wasn't wearing and now they're like really long wide leg jeans I can wear with heels. So it was like just knowing like everything about these jeans is perfect except for the length. Uh That's that's fixable. You know, that's fixable. I don't need to go to 75,000 stores. I can grab these and 20 minutes later, you know. You know what I'm envisioning right now is that same fix with putting what looks like a cuff on the bottom of it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, we are so much alike because, yeah, yeah, I like a higher waist, Mm -hmm. really fitted because I'm only barely 5'3". Of yeah. short legs. Yeah. Oh, that is so yeah. smart. And I think, I mean, to me, that's the thing is I think that 
fashion and style can really stress women specifically. I think it can really stress women out. It feels like something that is for others. It's like, and and when I find most of the time that women either feel overwhelmed by it or sort of reject it, yeah. they're rejecting that part of it. The uh -huh. idea that I would care what you think. Yeah. Why am I going to waste my energy doing something for you or for what society is? You know, it's like, it's that energy that people get frustrated with. And the thing that I think is so important is we are we are visual creatures. Like we're living in a we're living in a world that we see and we touch and we feel. Ignoring that what we see and we touch and we feel has an impact on us is just it's just not true. Like it's just you're just lying to yourself. So it is important what you see. And that's why I'm saying I don't care what the clothes are, but if when you look in the mirror, you're seeing a version of yourself that feels like the real you, your energy through your day with yourself, with the people around you, at your work, with your partner, whatever it is, it's different than when you feel kind of like shit. Oh, it's brilliant. just different. Yes, And I agree. so it's that's the thing is it's like take the energy off of what it's supposed to look like and the magazines and the trends and doing it for them and just get really in touch with how you want to feel and focus on that because then it's 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 easy. Oh, I think that's so true. You know, that's one thing I can say about myself is that I've never been one to think I have to wear what's in mm -hmm. or what's on trend. Yeah. I wear what I really truly love because I will maybe purchase something that's in right now yeah. and not even wear it until a year later mm -hmm. knowing, you know, knowing, oh, you know, I bought this two years ago when it was in, but I don't care. Yeah. I don't care that it was in two no. years ago. I'm just not going to get around to wearing it because I still really love it or I didn't yeah. wear it then, whatever. So it, it takes a lot of pressure off of you if you don't worry yeah. about, well, what if someone knows this This was only in two years ago, it's not in right now. Don't worry mm -hmm. about that. Absolutely. I still love it. And it's what I want to wear. Exactly. That That's, I think, is really what's really important. Yeah, that and ownership. I understand that your first big break in fashion design was the NBC show Fashion Star in 2012. Oh, my gosh. You worked with big retailers and sold your designs, correct? Yeah. <gasps> Tell yeah, us that about was, that. That was a trip. That I was, sounds oh, like a trip. It was. I was living in New York. I was bartending full time. And a, a hostess at the bar, Lauren Bruno, <gasps> there was this guy that was like trying to hit on her. And she's a drop dead gorgeous, but like my height. And he was, I guess, casting or producing or whatever the show. And he went up to her and he was like, you know, I'm casting this new show. It's gonna be a fashion show. We're gonna need models. Like you should be a model. Like he was trying to like flirt with her by, and she's like, please, we both know I'm not gonna be a model on that show. I'm 5'4". She's like, but that one behind the bar is a designer. And so I auditioned for the show and I got on the show and it was, it was amazing. I mean, the one thing I will tell you that I realized is that is definitely not where I belong. Like that kind of thing is not my strong suit. Where I am really good is sort of like the DIY element, the problem solving. I am not the kind of person that takes a blank sketch pad and creates something amazing. Uh -huh. I don't walk into an empty room and have ideas. That's not how my brain works. Uh -huh. It's like, show me the room that's hideous. Throw, show me all the inspo yes. pictures you want and give me a budget of like $4. Yes. And then my creativity gets going. So it. it was amazing. And it definitely felt at the time like wow, this is a dream. And when I look back on it, I'm like, I think it's job. The reason that that show came to me was to teach me 
that that's not my dream. Love that. You know, it was such an amazing experience and I met some of the most amazing friends and people I still talk to. But I learned so much that like, oh yeah, that's not where I shine uh -huh. actually. And so I felt throughout the process kind of like a, almost like a fraud, you know, like uh -huh. I was pretending to know more than I knew. I was pretending to possess this design brain. That's just not how my brain works. And DIY wasn't really a category at the time. And so I just felt like uneducated. Uh -huh. Like that's what it felt but like at the time. You needed the you know? experience. You yeah. needed it to yeah. know that. Exactly. Exactly. For that, I would, I mean, I wouldn't change, change it no matter what. It was an awesome experience, oh. but for that alone, it was worth yeah. every everything because it it really taught me a oh. lot about how my brain works and how it doesn't. Yeah, that <laughs> is know? amazing, though. I love yeah. that story. Yeah, it I was love crazy that for you. Well, as someone who loves to customize their clothing to reflect themselves, is it difficult to design for the masses? Yeah, I don't think that that's. You know, I've gotten really clear on my YouTube channel. So I have this YouTube channel called The DIY Designer. And every yeah. week I do a new DIY. And, you know, many of them are no-sew. And I would say 80% is fashion, about 20% is home decor. And I've gotten really good lately at when I do my intro clarifying. Like, I'm DIYing my life and I'm taking you along for the ride. And hopefully the tools and the tutorials that I share with you, you can use to DIY your life because... I'm not here to make something that you want. <laughs> like, yes, I'm here to make something that I want, you know? And so it's kind of like, but that's what you should be doing for you too. You know, like you, and so that's why most of the time when I'm doing a, a DIY, I'm more focused on the specific technique or the tutorial about how to merge two things together. That's more of what I want to share because the length, the color, the fabric is specific to me, uh -huh. you know? And so it's really... Um, important for me to, I feel like now more than ever to kind of reframe that and, and be really clear about it because I've always known that in my mind, but it, and so, you know, sometimes you almost don't share the obvious cause you're like, well, yeah, duh, you know, yeah. and then you're like, oh, well, not everybody can know that if you don't share it. So lately I've been pretty good about sharing, like I'm going to make three, you know, embellished sunglasses that I think are really cool, but here's 50 photos of other ones that I think are amazing. If they give you any ideas. Here's how you're going to do it, though. This is the type of glue that you're going to want to use. These are the, you know, yeah. and explain those things. That way, then everybody can go and do their own thing. Yeah, that's so smart to do. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, 
it can change our world. We like to dig the news on Merritt Street, essential television. Do that. So back before I did even the first episode, my beautiful team that you've met already, we were all sitting around. I said, well, I know one thing I want to make sure we do with every podcast. I want to do two things drink of the day, Ooh. and what other things. So we've come to that space right now. I think that would be a great idea to do. Let's start now <gasps> oh with my our gosh, look drink how beautiful of this the is. day. And so I said, and when we do our drink of the day, Thank you so I much. wanted to reflect wow. our guest and our topic. So oh. we create our drink of the day. And this drink is called Do-It-Yourself Bartender. Oh, this is the for today's cocktail, we're using ingredients that you probably already have in your pantry. This drink needs two ounces of vodka, one ounce lemon, one cap of vanilla extract, one half ounce honey, one tablespoon of fruit, jam, or jelly, and sparkling water. You add everything into a shaker with ice and give it a healthy shake. Strain into a rocks glass with ice and top with sparkling water. This, so what do you think? Okay. This is dangerous because <laughs> this is real good. And you've got the good nugget ice. Yes. This is the, this is, you know, like, it's funny people, sometimes people like the hospital ice. Yes. You know, like when you have a baby, they have the good hospital ice. Yes. This is that good nugget ice. Yes. I call this, this sonic delicious. ice. <laughs> yes. Sonic ice. Oh, I love Ooh, this. so good. You need to, do you post the recipes? We post. If anyone wants to know. And I tell all the listeners, go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com, and I show them the drink, and I give the recipe. Wow. So cheers to you cheers. in your honor. Thank you Do so much. Do it yourself, much. bartender drink. Oh, I love this. I'm glad this became a tradition. Yes. I feel like selfishly I'm, yeah. I'm lucking out. Ooh, that is mm. really pretty. It and is. It's really good. Delicious. Oh, I love it. So tell me this. Does a person need to be able to sew to do it yourself their own fashion looks? Heck no. Yay. Heck to the no. <laughs> uh, fabric scissors are gonna be a uh, your best friend. Really good, crisp fabric scissors that cut clean without a lot of pressure. It's very right. important. Safety pins, good safety pins, not the really cheap ones. I think Singer usually makes really good safety pins. That will go a really, really long way. Fabric glue is mm -hmm. a great option. There's a um, one called uh, Fabritac by a company called Beacon. Ooh. It's all local. They are a family-owned company in New York. Awesome company. And they have a ton of different glues. The fabric glue, though, is, is my favorite. And it's great. It's machine washable. So I will say, like, if you wash it, like, 10 times, uh -huh. you're going to start noticing some gaps. But, like, you know, you know when you fabric glue something, try mm. to spot clean as much as you can. Don't throw it in the washing machine as often as you would other stuff. But that, to me, is one of the best ways to learn because what happens with you know, cutting things and safety pinning things and fabric gluing things, even hand sewing, if you can just understand the most basic of that, mm -hmm. is you start to understand kind of like we were saying before, the elements that go into any individual piece of clothing. You start to understand how two pieces can come together without this sort of, you know, like for anyone that's listening that does know how to sew, you know how sewing's kind of backwards for everything? Uh -huh. Everything is face-to-face -face backwards and flip inside out. Everything's like flip upside down, then sew, then fold. Like it's all kind of backwards. Yep. When you fabric glue, you can kind of look at it, lay it where you want it, put the yeah. glue and tap it, and it's there. There's no flipping and folding. Yes. So you start to understand the construction without being overwhelmed by the technical skill. It's like imagine using, um, I mean, really just regular glue, uh -huh. obviously, just like regular glue, gluing two pieces of paper, creating a collage. Like you layer. Where do you want it? Put it there and glue it there. Yeah. 
And so to me, I think I learned so much through fabric gluing mm-hmm. because it got my brain to start to understand how two things came together. Uh-huh. And then once I, and then sometimes what I would do is I would then reinforce with a sewing machine. Mm-hmm. So like once I did it and I'm like, oh, that worked. And then I'm like, well, I kind of love it. And I want to be able to machine wash it 30,000 times and keep yeah. it forever. I now it's all in place. Now I'm just stitching right on top of it. So those are the things like they're like building blocks. And so start with what is within your skill set. And do not try to do more than that or you won't do it. You'll just get overwhelmed and you won't do it. And don't use a glue gun because my mistake, Mm -mm. I think I've told this before, but my mistake when Jay, our oldest son, who's now 42, but when he was seven years old, I was pregnant with Jordan, but he took Taekwondo. He was six. He said, Mom, I I need to take Taekwondo because I need to be able to protect my little brother or sister. Oh, my God. How cute. It was so cute. I love his reasoning. I put him in Taekwondo. (laughs) And he would earn his patches for his uniform. And his master, when he would go to classes, very strict, had to have his fingernails trimmed and had to have his patches on his uniform. So I made sure the night before his class, he would have, he got his first patch. I put it on with a glue gun and then I cleaned the uniform. It had to be clean. And I took it out of the dryer right before class. Mm -hmm. Patch was gone. Mm -hmm. It was in the dryer. It's like, oh no, because what was I thinking? I glued it on with a glue gun. Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it, so I'll explain a a couple of ways, a couple, you know, kind of ways that glue works. But Mm -hmm. if you imagine a hot glue, obviously yes, it, when it heats, duh. Right, I learned the hard. Yes. It, it'll just peel right off. It was my pregnant brain. The way that fabric glue works is, and especially this particular one by Fabrotac, it's acetone based. So actually, what it's doing is it's eating away a little bit, a little bit of both fabrics. Like you can't see it; it's not you're not yeah. like literally, but it literally is eating away until they become one. So it's like it's sort of the acetone eats into both, and then they like merge, mm-hmm. and that's actually how the fabric glue works, which is is really cool. Um, that's and that's why it's so strong, and it you know it goes on clear and. It's a, it's a great way to learn. And I think that's, you know, that's the thing. That's why I'm always like, do not start your very first DIY project with a pair of like $150 jeans that you love. You think you might love them more if X, Y, or Z, because if you mess them up, which you will, when you get started, it's normal. You're going to be devastated. Go to Salvation Army, go to Goodwill, buy things that are inexpensive that honestly, if you mess up, no skin off your back. You're not going to care. So you want to make sure that you're learning. If you really have never done any of this stuff, you're learning that way because then also your creativity flourishes because the risks are low. Like anytime a friend of mine asked me to DIY something for them, I'm like, I love the crap out of you. The answer is no. The the stakes are too high. I don't want to ruin your wedding dress. Oh my God. Like I don't like, yeah. No, The answer is no, you know, so because it is the stakes are too high and the creativity goes out the window. So know yeah, that you're like shaking. I, yeah. 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 Cause you're like, you're terrified to make that first cut. Yeah. Whereas again, 50, but you know, 50 cents at Salvation yeah. Army, you start cutting I and then nine it. times out of 10, it's way cooler than you ever imagined yeah. because you were so free. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's a great tip. So tell us about the celebrity style hacks that you do. So it's really interesting because I feel like I've had this this evolution and I've gone through so much change in the last year or two years. I've gotten really done a lot of sort of work on myself, what I want. And when I started my YouTube channel, a lot of it was it had sort of started with this idea that we would like hack a celebrity look. It would be like, today we're hacking Rihanna in this rainbow jumpsuit. Today we're <laughs> hacking Selena, you know, Serena. And, you know, it would be like different things. And 
I always kind of adjusted them slightly because I wanted them to work for me or whatever, but it was very much a like, here's the before, here's the after, you know, here's the original, here's the dupe. Super fun. And I loved it. And those are some of my biggest videos, most successful videos. But I will say as I've, the last few years, as I really feel like I've come to understand how powerful the individuality and the personalization of it all is, I feel less and less inclined to do it. I like to take the inspo and go in a different direction. Like yesterday, it was funny on my, I did Instagram stories and I always like find random inspo wherever, screenshot a bunch. And then I'll do like a a stories, like a 20 slide photo dump on my stories of like currently inspired by and just throw up some cool things. But I never share why. Uh And it's very rarely a direct inspo. It's like, oh, I loved this bottom left-hand corner of the jean made me think I could do that on a sweatshirt. Like it's never exact. So I did it the other day and I got so many comments of people being like, this is really cool because it's like seeing inside the brain, like I saw something different. I looked at that photo and I saw something else that I was inspired by. I can't believe that what you liked was the ribbon. Like, and it was very cool. And so now I think while I love all those DIYs and they're really fun because it just shows that you can recreate anything. I have gotten more into starting with a general inspo and really finding a way to personalize it. Oh, I and love that. individualize, if that's even a word. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I really want it to feel like me. Well, I loved your video detailing the super simple hacks you use in your everyday life. So no can you share a few with us? I love the tip about tying the perfect bow. Oh, my I God. I have to tell you, I love <laughs> that tip. You don't know how many times I've shared that with First, really? I shared it with my daughter-in-laws. Yes. Stop. Because I'm so a bow person. Like, yeah. You wouldn't believe me at Christmas when you were just now talking about oh, the I fabric it. scissors. Uh-huh. Rosa, how many pairs of fabric scissors did you buy this Christmas? Because uh-huh. I have to tie fabric bows on every Christmas present. Everything crisp. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I love that. I yes. love So for anyone that, that didn't catch it, which I'm sure is most of you, basically to tie a perfect bow so that it doesn't end up going sort of vertically yes. and it stays horizontal, yes. you basically have to tie it backwards. And that's the thing that's so weird. That's why, like, if you tie a bow on someone, it's a perfect bow. And then you tie it on yourself. And you're like, what the heck? So you tie it backwards. So there's, I mean, there are a lot of really fun tips. One of the things that I think is is a really easy one is a brooch. If you've got a blouse, you know, I think for women especially who are much more well-endowed than I am and need a blouse that's large enough to fit their bust, it's then larger everywhere else most Uh of the time, Uh especially if there's no stretch. And most of the time you want to be able to distinguish between the end of your bust and your waist. Yes. There's a shape there. There's a beautiful shape that we have and you want to be able to show that. And so finding really cool at, you know, thrift stores is a great place to find this brooches and you pinch out the fabric in the back. And not only does it create this really pretty detail in the back that looks intentional and ornamental, but it's, you're customizing the amount of fabric you're reducing from the front yes. and you're pinching it out and then pinning it in the back. And that's one of those that I've used my whole life. Like I have I have a whole thing of brooches because oh. I will do it with gowns. Like I'll do it when I make dresses, when I have events where to get the right size everywhere else, yes. it was too big here, yes. but I didn't want to spend $60 at the tailor. Yep. And I also... Because I know the limits of my skill set, I didn't want to cut in to and sew something so immaculately made that I just pinned it out. I just pinned out the back. I just and love so it. there's a lot of really fun, easy ways that you can do things like that by, you know, again, pins. Or another another one is if you have a dress that has belt loops, yep. you can you tie the belt backwards. So you would put the loops through the belt, like around the 
the back, right? And then the loops, the belt loops would go through the loop on the left, through the loop on the right. And instead of coming in front of your body and tying it, you would pull it away and it becomes almost like a cinch, like a corset cinch. You tie it as tight as you want it and you wrap it back around the front. And again, it creates a really pretty line in the back because you get all this kind of visual detail straight down the back and you have a really nice fitted front right around your waist or wherever you want that to be. So that video I think has like 10 different style hacks, um, ways to wear sweaters backwards that's like you an upside down. Yes. Like things that you like, you can get a lot more out of each item you own than you think you can. Yes. Like every item is really five. Yes. Can I tell you, my daughter-in-law was just telling me this weekend, and I know this is going to sound very funny, but she was watching this one hack video about a woman who took a pair of pants. She cut the crotch out of them. She put the pair of pants over her head. Mm-hmm. So now her head's coming out the crotch. Yep. Okay, so then she put her arm in the legs of the pants. Yeah. And then folded it in some way. I, I couldn't actually, believe it or not, visualize it, but she said it was the cutest little top. Well, if you imagine, if you, you can think about it probably. If, if yes. you guys can do this visu- visualization with me, imagine the pants upside down, uh-huh. right? What was the waist becomes the hem of the shirt, right? Exactly. It's upside down now. And it was like a crop top. So that binding, I think that I've seen versions of that and they're usually done with like yoga type pants. So imagine really stretchy pants, right? So the waistband, that strong waistband is still on your waist. It's just this way. It's on the bottom around your belly button and then it's going up. And so then you cut a neckline. So you've got a scoop and you've got these really long exaggerated arms that you can cuff up. And I mean, that's what she was saying. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she said it was the cutest thing she'd ever seen. There's, I mean, and th- and that's the thing is that like those are those are fun and those are just a, an opportunity to have some creativity. But there are simple things like any button down shirt that you have can be used to create visual interest and a focused waist by tying it around your waist. A beautiful silk blouse. It doesn't need to be a grungy flannel. It can be a beautiful silk blouse tied over a really simple tank, something really elegant tied to create a waist. It's like a belt. There are ways to wear everything you own in more than one way. You just need to start playing. You need to start playing around with it. Just playing around with it. Do like meal, you know, like people do meal preps. Do like outfit prep. Have a day. That's so true. Just have a day. Sunday be outfit prep day. Try on when you have a little hair and makeup done because every outfit is, to me, I hate every outfit when I'm like gross. I'm like, this outfit's gross. When my hair and makeup is a little done in a way that feels me, I don't wear a lot, but when I'm just done enough, every outfit I like. And snap a photo. Put this on. Try it. These jeans, this shirt, this necklace, jeans. Snap a photo. And build out a photo in your camera roll (gasps) of outfits. Go to outfits that when you have a last-minute dinner, a last-minute meeting, open it up and be like, oh, God, that's right. That one was good. And then find your things and get dressed. That is such a great idea. I love that idea. I think that's a good idea. Take a day, Mm -hmm. an evening, whatever. And, yes, make sure your hair. uh, What I like to do is just pull my hair back into a ponytail and get it off my face. But still, if I have on some makeup, it it is much better. But try things you would never try before. Exactly. Because really, sometimes when you want a different outfit, you're in a rush already. Absolutely. You don't know what you're going to wear. Like, oh, I wonder what that would look like. But I like doing things like Mm -hmm. that. And I'm a big belt person. Yes. But it doesn't have to always be. I'm I'm loving that you just said that about tying around your waist. Because belting things, because I just said earlier, I'm short. But I do love cinching and belting around my waist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. And I think another tip that I'd like to to share that I think is really helpful is like, I I have a way that I get dressed every day. 
that I think really simplifies the process for me. And again, I care about this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So it matters to me to take the time, but a lot of people don't have the time. And so it's not fun for them in the way that it's fun for me. One of the things that I really recommend doing is starting with like like a hero piece, like mm-hmm. one piece you know you're going to wear. Mm-hmm. Just commit. It really doesn't matter. It can be shoes. It can be uh-huh. a necklace. What It can it's be true. jeans, a shirt. Just open your closet and grab one piece. Now you're building an outfit that goes with that one piece. You're not looking yes. at your whole closet anymore. Let's say you have a, a work event, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so mentally you know not everything's going to make sense for work. Okay, so let's say we grab a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. What's going to make this work appropriate that I'm going to want to wear. Well, my closet just got a lot more focused. Uh-huh. Now I can look through the blouses that make sense here. Great. This is the shirt I'm going to wear. Well, I know my the way I want to feel in my clothes. I know my own kind of style language. I know I want something fun. So it's jewelry time. Uh-huh. So now what makes sense with that shirt and those jeans for where uh-huh. I'm going? Only a few necklaces are going to work. Only a few earrings yeah. are going to work. Grab them. What shoes are going to work with that necklace? You know, yeah. and it is much more simple than standing at a closet and being like waiting for an outfit to arrive in your mind. So true. Start with one single piece, one hero piece, and only pick things that work with her. That's yes. it. That yes. one piece. And then the next and the next. Yes. And then you're done. And those jeans, I just want to add, those jeans can be that normal length that they are, mm-hmm. but they can be... Roll, they can be rolled up in just one cuff, like mm-hmm. turned up. They can be turned up twice. Yep. They can be numerous links yeah. at with, and then look different with different shoes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can cuff your own pants without having a visible cuff. You cuff them yes. inside. Yes. So I do the, that the all the just, time. Yeah. I and do that all the time with a little glue gun that... Like I said, that glue comes off. Yeah. I have turned my jeans up mm-hmm. and I put a little glue just on the inside seam, yeah. that thick seam, and then on the other side just to keep them up because exactly. I like to really take double them stick up. tape. Yeah. Double, double stick, stick tape, tape works. Mm-hmm. You can yep. have, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's exact, you're exactly right. Like mm-hmm. the proportions of things, you might be like, oh God, I'm wearing a blazer. I wish that these pants were like ankles so I could wear mm-hmm. pumps and yes. you would see like a little ankle. Yes. These pants are too long. It's kind of funky. Like, Yes. You don't need to go buy new pants. I prefer <laughs> like, shorter pants and, yeah. and, and pumps and heels because I'm so short. So yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to take them and have them hemmed. I don't want to hem them myself. So I just turn them up. On yeah, the inside. yeah yes. exactly. Oh, I, I love, love that. This. I love this. So <laughs> I think you and I are very similar in the way that we use unexpected items in fun ways. I can't tell you how many times I'll use scarves and purse straps in ways they weren't meant for. Oh, my gosh. So... I think we just kind of talked about that, but you know, you get a lot of purses that have extra straps on them. And mm-hmm. I don't always, I don't like to have, I like to have a short strap on my purse, but you can use those purse straps 100%. In, as items for clothing. Yeah. hundred percent. One of my favorite buys is from Amazon. It is uh, $12 for a set of two gold and I bought both gold and silver chains, like yes. good chains. They look like chain necklaces. They are chain purse straps. They have two big lobster clasps on the end with a nice chain. I think they're 13 inches and it comes in a set of two because they're supposed to be purse straps. I originally shared them and, you know, you can tell like the links and stuff. Uh-huh. Like I think like 200 people bought the, the chains it. like right away because they were like, wait, because they look like Real gold, like they look good. They don't look like cheesy. Yes. Heavy, they're heavy weighted. I wore them as necklaces. Yes. So the two lobster clasp, I just clasp behind my neck and I would sometimes mix and match the colors or I would lobster clasp them to each other to make them long enough as a belt. But I actually just had a shoot this weekend and I wore them as hip chains. So I put a chain on one belt loop and then I looped it around to the back. The other belt loop on my jeans was 
too close or too far. So I just looped it right into the waistband. Yes. And I had this double chain that made my outfit feel very me. It had a little bit of like punky grungy, which I love. And so I added these two chains. But yeah, this, this one thing that I bought that I knew I was never gonna use as a purse strap has become a belt, a necklace, a hip chain, and, a, and it is amazing, and it's yeah. twelve dollars. Yeah. I like, love that. Yeah. I've taken uh, gold and silver chains that I have purchased for chokers or for just necklaces, and I've taken them and wrapped two or three at a time around my wrist. I have yep. pretty small wrists, yeah, and it looks like I have a lot of really fun bangle bracelets yes. on my wrist. Oh, I love Can't that. Tell that they're necklaces or chokers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, every yeah, everything is double purpose if you really think about it. So would this be called upcycling? I guess so. I mean, I think generally upcycling is taking an original item and transforming it in some way, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. changing it in some way, cutting it, adding something. Um, well, I love that uh, purse. Yeah. Purse strap as a belt. That's brilliant. Oh, it's, it's awesome. I wear them all the time. I love that. I yeah. love that. And the fact that you can also take those and you can have a pair of jeans that have belt loops, but put them on the outside of the jeans. You don't even need to take them through the belt loops. Exactly. Yeah. No, you don't need to. You can hook it on to anything. I mean, it's got the little clasp. My daughter-in-law, we were just out of town this last weekend celebrating my granddaughter's birthday, and we were leaving. We were in, on a boat over water, and oh, so we were beautiful. about to come home, and she had on cut-off jeans, shorts, and a T-shirt, and she had a little blazer, but she had chain belts over yeah. her shorts. So she looks so cute. So cute. So cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah Those so little cute. accessories, they go, I mean, yeah. they make a huge difference, yeah. you know, in making you feel like you when you yeah, got a little, it looked little really, really cute. or whatever. So what is the one item that you think every woman needs in her closet? You know, that's a hard one um, for me because I think it is so personal. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a tough one. I really, really think jeans are mm -hmm. like the, just the multi-purpose best thing you could buy because they there is so many ways that they can be worn. To me, it's the most versatile piece you can own. There's a way to make it very romantic and very sexy and really beautiful. And there's a way to make it really relaxed and comfy and running errands. Like it's like a transformer uh -huh. of a piece. And so to me, I think really good jeans, that's very specific to each person's body. Uh -huh. But I think that the ones that make you feel good. So uh -huh. for a lot of people, that's something that has some stretch in it so that you're going to feel really strong and you're not going to feel, you know, I have like, you know, Levi's that I love that uh -huh. are kind of like slouchy and, and sloppy and I love them, but it, it definitely changes my mood when I wear them uh -huh. as opposed to when I wear something with some stretch that I feel that like, uh -huh. I don't know if sometimes I feel like I stand up taller, like I'm, yes. I'm like being held in, in a way. So I think really knowing what feels good to you, but jeans, I just think that they'll, they'll do more for you than anything else. Now, is there a certain color of jean that you think is the is, well, is your favorite? No, I have my like tones that I mm -hmm. always gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of that like really good vintage Levi tone that's uh -huh. got the ind the dark indigo blue with the fading and uh -huh. some shredding. That's like the tone that I go back to over and over again. I'm not a huge like really, really dark jean. No, no variation. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah, they, they are. They're everywhere. I mean, yeah. they're very in. It's not my tone. I like seeing the, I think one of the things that's so cool about denim is if you've, I just did a, a YouTube video where I did like seven sort of shredded hems. And one of the things that you notice when you, when you work with denim is it's a combination of two threads crisscrossed. One is blue and one is white. Oh, and mm -hmm, so yeah. I like when 
those threads play with each other and you mm -hmm. see that texture and things reveal themselves. Mm -hmm. So the like all over one color, solid, no yeah. variation is just not my thing, whether it's light or dark. I, mm -hmm. I just don't love that so much. So for me, I'm kind of a, a, a faded, mm -hmm. distressed me too. type of- Me too. I just bought jeans by the brand Mother. It's I think yes. it's the most I've ever spent on jeans. I've worn them like every day since I bought yeah. them because they feel incredible on. And you know, it was a splurge, but I'm really glad I did it because mm -hmm. now I'm like, I yeah. want to wear them all the time. They make yeah. everything cuter, you know, because I feel mm -hmm. cute in them because I feel yeah. strong and sexy because the way they hold me in and the wash is good. So like a simple T-shirt yes. tucked into those jeans yes. and I feel done. You yes. Know? I like black jeans, but they do have to be a, faded a bit. Mm -hmm. they, they can't just be really black jeans, yeah. but I do like black jeans. Yeah. And I just bought a brand. I think it's Hellessy. Oh, yeah. And they -E -L -L. decorate. L. Uh -huh. e yeah, they have with the long sashes they down the side. Yeah, they pair of mine have some pearls on one yes. leg. Another one has some things, but they decorate their jeans. So um, they made me think of you because yeah. you could take a much less expensive pair and decorate them like, I yeah. don't want to rip off Hellsey, but... Yeah. No, but I would say, I would say Helsey is super creative. And so looking at some of those ideas of, of the, what, what I think they do really well is they take unexpected materials yes. with denim. It is yes. things like pearls and satin yes. sashes that Sa when you yeah. think. Velvet sash down yes. one leg. Yeah. And so just take some inspo from that. Yes. Think about ways that you could do that on your jean jacket. You could do that on your yes. jean shorts. Like it doesn't need to be a knockoff. It can just be, I took some amazing inspiration from this really mm -hmm. creative brand mm -hmm. and I figured out a way to do it in the way that works for me. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. You know, that's yeah. great. Well, I asked you that question and you said jeans. So since you said jeans, I'm not going to say jeans. I'm going to say oh, yeah. what I'm wearing today mm. because these black opaque stockings, um, a lot of people say, oh, they're out. You shouldn't wear them. But mm. I love having these because, and I'm wearing them today because I've got a rather shorter, much shorter dress on yeah. than I probably should be wearing for my age. Oh, I'm stop. 68 years old and it's kind of short. Stop it. There's no but rules. But I'm going to like poo-poo that statement because I, agree. I prefer shorter dresses on mm -hmm. me. I have short legs. It's proportions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I just like short dresses and it's the second, we had two shows, it's the second dress I've had on today. And the first dress came just a few inches above my ankles. So yeah. I put on the shorter dress too. But yeah. when I do, because of my age, I love the dark opaque yeah. stockings. So I think every woman should always have at least one pair of opaque stockings. I think that, do you have a brand that you really like? Um, Wolford. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I See, just, like, I, like I'm not a stocking person, but even I know that name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're like, you I know like the when there's one I just go, yeah. 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 I've watched this really funny. T there's this girl I'm obsessed with on TikTok, and I'm awful because I can't think of her name right now, and I just want to Yeah, I couldn't think myself. of anyone's name. Um, she does but, this really fun where she goes, like, she's, she, I think she lives in London, and she, like, leans in every time, and she goes, it's Tuesday. Let's get dressed. And then she, <laughs> she gets herself dressed, and she sort of slowly, she, it's very, like, almost like ASMR. Like, she puts something on, and then you hear the sweater, like, on oh, her body like cute. it's really like it's very mesmerizing but she has these crazy long nails and she had a spot she had like a uh. video that was sponsored but it was a brand called like sheer tech or something and she's like normally i don't put on my and she wears tights all the time yeah. because she lives yeah. in london it's cold so she wears them like under pants and she's like normally i would never put my tights on with my nails because she has these like cat oh. claws and she's like but with these i can and she's like pulling them up oh, with these nails and they don't break gosh. and i was just like i want those tights i don't even wear tights i want those tights i know <laughs> that I know. was really good you nailed it that's so yeah. funny yeah they're well, awesome. i have to wear tights too because it's freezing in the studio yeah that's a good so point. I've got to cover my legs in some way. It's yeah. freezing in that studio. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I didn't have anything on 
with the longer dress, but whatever. Oh, you had a longer dress. I have a heater under my chair. It's that cold. Do you really? Yes. It's Why that is cold. it so cold? Is it the equipment? It's because of all the lights. Yeah. So then the air conditioner has to run full blast. It's oh very cold. Lord. Very, very cold. <laughs> so... And you sell your own designs on your website. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I oh love gosh. that. Okay. So, Robin, this is like, I feel like I became an accidental entrepreneur. Oh, I no. totally did not intend on doing this. And now I'm like trying to figure out where to go from here. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, it's really, so I had a clothing line when I was in high school. And <gasps> then. No, let's stop right there. Okay. You had a clothing <laughs> line in high school. I did. Of it course was, you're an entrepreneur. I it, love that. It was vintage reconstructed stuff. And I sold it to a, a boutique here in LA, Alaria Urbanati. I will never forget her name. She is a huge stylist that works with like really some of the biggest <gasps> names in Hollywood men like Ryan Reynolds and Ben Affleck and like she, Bradley Cooper. She's incredible. And her and a friend of hers had a boutique in LA. And oh yeah. Okay. And she bought my line. And it was in this store. And it was literally wow. like each piece was one of a kind. I bought them at thrift stores. I chopped them up. I changed them. I, I, And it was really fun. But what I learned very quickly, because I had another line as well, what I learned very quickly is that when you have a clothing line, you do very little of the fun stuff uh -huh. and you do all of the not fun stuff. And yeah. I never was big enough that I was able to offload the not fun stuff. Yeah. I was doing everything. So I kind of told myself I'm never going to do that again. Well, <laughs> I lied. So I started making these like rhinestone macrame straps. This is like the phone strap oh, right here. Oh, I love this. This one. <gasps> That's beautiful. And I make them in all different <gasps> sizes and weaves and colors, and there's a magnum that's like this big, and <gasps> all these different styles. And I came up with all these unique weaves and started playing with mixing colors. And really, I made one and was just wearing it for myself. I, I didn't anticipate it being anything. I was just wearing it, and I literally couldn't go anywhere. Like <gasps> it sparkles like yes, like gorgeous. a disco ball in the sun. When I you're want outside, the listeners to know that she has it with her right now. It's on her lap, and it's gorgeous. It's crazy. So this one is, and they're detachable. So you put it on anything. So like I have it on my bandolier for my phone, but you put it on any purse, you put it on anything, you swap it, whatever. So I'm wearing it and I can't go anywhere. I can't go to Trader Joe's. I can't go to a restaurant without people coming up to me. And I'm just like, no, 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 I did a DIY. I'm like, no, 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 just like, you know, it's, it's a DIY. Like I'll teach you how to make it, whatever. Over and over and over. My sister and all her friends wanted one. And I told my sister, I'm like, why don't we do like a DIY night at your house? I'll yes. teach them. And my sister's so funny. She's like, listen. Like, I mean, I love you, but like, they don't want a DIY. Can, they just want to buy it. Can they just buy it? What would it cost? And I just kept saying no. And then finally I sort of took a step back and I was like, okay, well, when enough, when the world is showing you something over and over, like maybe listen. So I started making them. And right now I'm still hand weaving everyone, which is really a lot because every order that comes in, I like get the materials. I sit, I cut, I sit oh. there. I like weave each one. I finish them off. I pack them. I you ship them. you do them all in the same length? No, there's a 46 oh, inch and a 56 inch, okay. um, depending on like your height or your yeah. needs or whatever. I'm going to do like short ones too. And I have, this is a necklace I made. I was so just like going to ask about your necklace. Yeah. And so I have all these different ones. And so now I'm trying to figure out how I can actually get like manufacturing done. Because <laughs> what I'd like to do is have inventory that then I can like have fun marketing it. Like I can yeah. give you one and be like, hey, if anyone asks you, just tell them like, great. Go here. Because right now I almost don't want to market it too much because I have to make them. <laughs> yes. I'm overwhelmed by any potential real success. So the like <laughs> limited success I'm having right now is just enough because I am still shooting YouTube videos. And, and you do you know, have two children. And I have two children. Oh my God. And so now I'm working on, on figuring out production. So I've been filming videos of each of my weaves and sending them to the factory to teach them yes. how to make them. So hopefully that, which is really, really fun and I think could be really special. And A kit with a 
how-to video. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And right now it's all under my name, so it's orlyshanny.com, and I'm thinking, tell me what you think about this. I sort of feel like changing the name, partially because I feel like I know myself and I'm always gonna wanna do a million different things, and I feel like making this Orly Shanny then almost like, but what about all the other things I'm gonna wanna do? Because I know myself. In 10 years, it'll be different. So I'm thinking about the name Rock Knot because it's like knots are macrame and rocks like diamonds and where the K would be both. So it'd be R-O-C-K-N-O-T. Do you like the, the sound rock knot as a brand? I'm starting yes, to figure I out. Love, I have like five on, a, on I, like a draft. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. So I have this, which is great because I have a million so ideas of how beautiful. I want to expand it. And then I've got um, the DIY designer, which is the name of my YouTube channel. I came out with really fun, customizable merch. So it's like coloring books but coloring shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and backpacks and duffel bags. So I created all these designs where you can make the background, I have like eight colors available, but the graphic itself is white and you with fabric markers, you color them in. And so I've got adult stuff and kid stuff and it was the coolest thing when so I launched cool. because I had friends who over the holidays as a whole family bought them and the dad, the mom and the two kids sat there and were sending me photos of the whole family around the table I like Christmas morning, coloring them in. And everyone does it so completely unique yes. because it's like, what, what, what color do you want your unicorn to be? What color do you want yes. your, you know, your skull to be or whatever? And so each one is oh. so completely different and it just shows everyone's personality. Oh, how cute. And it's really, really fun. And so now I'm trying to come up with some more designs. And, and you know what you should sell with the Please. That? You should sell those one inch, maybe thick acrylic frames so that when they finish coloring them, they can frame them and do a whole wall somewhere oh in their gosh. house. Could you imagine? Cut. Absolutely. Because they are, they're like pop art, you know, yes, they're they like are. when you wear them, they're like wearable. I, and it's funny when I wear, I have a, a hoodie that's, it's like blush pink and I colored, you know, my graphics in, and the whole thing's covered oh. in graphics. And when I drop my son off at baseball, it's only the dads that like the dads always come yes. and be like, cool sweatshirt. Yes. Cause it's kind of like a little street so style. Fun. Like it's yes. like that thing that's like, it's a little childish, but but in the right nostalgic way. And so it's yes. all, it's so funny. It's always the dudes I love that are it. like, I love this hoodie. I'm like, you can buy it. Like, <laughs> you love can get that. one. Yeah. Yes. So it's cool. So I ended up really, it feels accidentally with both of these things. And, and now it's really just a matter of figuring out how to what how to grow them. Because that's a whole other, again, that's the part of the business that I didn't like. And so I'm trying to learn this time around. I've been really liking Rock Knot by Orly Shanny. I really like it's that It's growing now. on you? Yes. <laughs> I think that's what it should be. We've come to a place in my podcast where I told you about the two things we do with every podcast. Yeah. Now it's the game of the day. I like you it. You like playing games? I love playing games. I love playing games too. So this game we've created in honor of you, do it yourself in a hurry. <gasps> So we're going to take turns on each prompt. I'm going to okay. read off a clothing item and we'll have 30 seconds to name off as many styling ideas as we can think of for that item. Oh, okay. I mean, so I'm ready? so nervous. <laughs> okay. So the first one is for me. Okay. In 30 seconds, how many ways can I think of styling a long silk scarf? So she'll tell us when my 30 seconds is up. So I'm going to go. Hmm. Okay. Of course, you can use a long silk scarf for a belt, for your hair, for a ponytail, for uh, a ride in a convertible tied Ooh. that way. You can use it uh, to wrap around your purse handle and mm -hmm. then end it at the end of the purse. You can use it for um, 
uh, tie-in two doors shut, your door shut, Ooh, you can use it, uh, uh, tie it around a pillow on your sofa to decorate a pillow. Was that it? That was good. How many did I get? Okay. Six. Okay, now I'm going to scroll for okay. yours. Oh, my gosh. So for you, it's... Okay, let me make sure I'm telling you how to style a turtleneck. Okay. Well, geez, a turtleneck's hard because it's just on your body. So one of the biggest things that you can do is wearing the turtleneck either as is, as the star of the outfit, just tucked into whatever pants that you're going to want. The other is having it peek through where you'd wear like a graphic t-shirt and you're going to have just the neck peek through and you've got a little bit more of a street style look with the sleeves coming out of a graphic t-shirt. You can do it under a dress for a little bit of a like kind of what's in right now, like a 90s grunge vibe under any kind of a dress that's peeking out that way. Depending on how big the turtleneck is, like if it's a turtleneck sweater, you can actually sometimes pull one arm through the neck hole and make it an off the shoulder. I did do a whole video on it. Okay. Oh, that was a good idea. I actually do wear a lot of thin turtlenecks under sleeveless dresses in the studio because it's so cold. Exactly. And it's fun because it It does have like, it can give you a little bit of a like, uh, you know, especially the sheer ones. Yeah, the sheer ones. Exactly. I love that. Okay. So for me, I'm scrolling. An oversized jacket. Oh, Mm. I don't wear these very much because I'm so (laughs) small. I look like I'm wearing Phillips jacket. But for an oversized jacket, I like to twist them as tight as I can and wrap belts, big belts. Use the big belts and make it it more fitted. I like to roll the sleeves up as much as I can to three-quarter length and let the sleeves hang out. Or leave the sleeves long and let the cuffs of a French cuff shirt hang out. Uh, maybe put it over my shoulders and wear it like a blanket. Like a cape? <laughs> like a cape. Yeah. Yes. And maybe tie the sleeves around my waist, which I've never done. I'd probably trip on it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking as well as I could. Saved by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The last one for you is... An old flannel shirt. Ah, okay. So for an old flannel shirt, obviously the buttons are going to give you a lot of flexibility. So however much you want to show or not show. So sometimes if you want to button it all the way up, you can wear it buttoned all the way up. And depending on your aesthetic, you can add a big necklace underneath the collar so that you still have a real cool feminine vibe and roll up the sleeves and wear that with a skirt and a blazer, however you want to do it. You can have the buttons go down and have a bra that's meant to be seen, kind of like I have now where you have sort of a triangle bra and leave it open like that. Obviously, tying a flannel around your waist is a really, really fun way, and you can go high waist or low waist. I can see I'm getting the 30-second eye. <laughs> oh, you got the 30 Should I stop talking? That's really <laughs> cute. That's really cute. I've never I've yeah. never layered a flannel shirt, especially open, but I think the, yeah. the key to that is to buy it too small. Well, and, and, and obviously, for anyone that's thinking like, oh, I'm not like a flannel shirt person— any button-down shirt. Yeah. This works I for any button-down shirt. shirt. A crisp white, like J. Crew button-down, yes. a denim. Like it doesn't matter, right? Just it. All these things apply yes. for any button-down shirt. Yeah. The flannel is just a particular style. And I love those kind of shirts tied at the waist. It's open so and good. It's so cute. It's, it's such so a cute, cute look. It really is. How fun. Well, sadly, that brings us to the end of the episode. And before we wrap up, I need to ask you one final question. Mm. This podcast is all about sharing life secrets that we've learned from grandmothers, mothers, friends, whatever throughout our life. Do you have one life secret that you can share with our listeners? 
You know, this is one that I, as I said, you know, the last year or two years, I feel like I've gone through a lot of change. I started doing something um, that's called neural manifestation. And it's, to me, it's just been life-changing. And this is the thing. I sort of rejected, the, I feel weird when I say it because I think that it sounds very woo-woo, like, oh, no. like manifesting positive. It's, it's very much not that. This particular version, um, it's a girl named Lacey Phillips is, yes. is the name of the girl. And their sort of brand is called Neural Manifestation because it's all backed in neuroscience. And it just really gets you to understand the way that the brain works. And it gets you to understand that like everything that we have in our life and every the way we see every interaction with every person and we perceive everything is based off of basically like our upbringing, right? Yes. And not intentionally, but just what the the way, the behavior that was modeled to us, the world that we lived in, the way that we saw things created the world around us. And so we don't even realize the way we're looking at things. And so if you want to change things in your life, you have to understand why you see things the way you see things because your subconscious mind is really running the show most of the time. It's like, it's the computer program that everything is running on all the time and we don't even realize it because it is so, so in control. And so- for me, I think that when I started doing it, there's a lot of amazing benefits that I've found in my in my life. But the biggest one has just been, I feel like anytime something doesn't go my way or I have a emotionally frustrating situation with a friend or a colleague, I am able to look at it very, very clearly and I can take the charge out of it. Because I'm like, I'm being triggered by this. This isn't inherently good or bad. This is bothering me. This is triggering me specifically. And so this is on me to figure out why and understand what this is actually about because there are plenty of things that other people say that I don't even notice. They go right over my head. It doesn't bother me. And then sometimes someone will say something and you're like, seriously? And it, it's not about them. It's about you. And so to me, what I have found is I feel much more in control of my emotions. I don't feel I'm not capable other people aren't capable of yanking me around. I can look at things really clearly. When bad things happen, I'm like, it's happening for such a specific reason because it's bringing me where I'm supposed to be. I'm not a big, like, God religion person. I never have been. So this has sort of given me that release uh -huh. to something higher. Uh -huh. And so it's been, it's done a lot of things for me that I really love, but it just allowed me to look at my own brain and yeah. understand everything about me in a way that I never did. Oh so now it's that. not so upsetting. You know, like things don't bother me as much. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Would you beautiful. say it's kind of given you your power back? It yeah, absolutely. Like it's been the best thing I've ever done in my whole life. It's so funny. We just did a show on this. You did? Yes. It's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was wonderful. Aww. So now please tell the listeners where to follow you online. Uh, so most everything is at Orly Shani. That's Instagram. That's TikTok, which I just started and I'm sucking terribly at. Oh. Um, and the YouTube channel is the DIY designer. And then um, OrlyShani.com is all of the amazing rhinestone, sparkly macrame like straps. Okay, and so for the listeners, can you spell Orly Shani? Yes, it's O-R-L-Y-S-H-A-N-I. That is just fantastic. And Secret Squad, as always, head on over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for blogs, recipes, and behind-the-scene photos. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.